Of course, the big story this week, New York State has passed secular education guidelines, which could be disastrous. They essentially give the state the right. If they, Now, there's going to be a court battle, so these are not implemented yet. This is not the end of the saga. But if these do go into effect, New York State will be allowed to invade yeshivas, totally change around, mutilate their curriculums, and possibly shut them down, and even maybe throw parents in jail if parents are noncompliant and send their children to yeshivas that, that, that have not that are considered noncompliant. So, I mean, this gives New York State potentially uh, just an enormous amount of uh, the, 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 this authority to invade yeshivas, and it's terrifying, obviously. And we're going to get to all the details. You have to break this, but there's going to be a court battle. So it's a saga that's been happening for four years, and it is not ending anytime soon. They've been trying. They tried every which way. We'll get into some of the background shortly. But this really has to be broken up into four separate issues. Issue number one, the guidelines themselves, which we're going to break down, which are devastating. Issue number two, the New York Times had a vicious hit piece this week, which everybody's buzzing about. That hit piece has virtually nothing to do with these regulations, obviously, the hit piece was coordinated and timed to fall out the same week as the passing of these uh, secular guidelines. But the New York Times, this just anti-Jewish, this, this this piece that was designed to spread hate. Number three, the role of the politicians in this, and I'm talking about Governor Hochul, Lee Zeldin, and Eric Adams. And that may be the most important part of all of this because the Democrats, led by Governor Hochul, are throwing the Jews under the bus once again and Hochul's going to try to say, well, it has nothing to do with me. It's the Board of Regents. They're independent, yada, yada. Totally not true. She can fire every single one of these people who passed these regulations unanimously. And issue number four, are these regulations even legal? Will they hold up in court? But I want to begin with the New York Times, this long, long smear hit piece full of vitriol and hatred, fabrications, anecdotal evidence, um, rare. They, they they found a couple of people. They literally, the New York Times managed to find, they interviewed hundreds of people by their own admission. They admitted that for this piece, they interviewed hundreds of people. They, they quote like four people in the article, okay? So if they interviewed hundreds of people, uh, why would they only quote four of them if the their whole agenda was very clear? It was an anti-yeshiva, anti-Haredi, and anti-Jewish because it's all clumped together. And I know Jews were the actual writers, reporters who wrote the piece, the journalists. Of course, they're going to use Jewish journalists who, you know, despise their own people. That That's always how this works with the New York Times and, and other newspapers. But the point is, hundreds of people interviewed, they quoted like four or five of them. That's because obviously the remainder, the remaining hundreds, not to mention the thousands and tens of thousands who they didn't speak to, are very happy. And they don't, that does not fit the New York Times narrative. And they talked about, this was designed, this, this piece, this article, this story was not about yeshivas. It was about spreading hate, and I'll prove it. It was not about guidelines or secular education because the article talks about the $1 billion that the yeshivas have gotten from the state. Well, what does that have to do with the regulations? That is designed to make it look like Jews and yeshivas are basically stealing tax dollars from minorities. And that is, by the way, exactly how it's being portrayed and how it's being interpreted by Jew haters, by anti-Semites. They talked about corporal punishment. They talked about kids being slapped, which my understanding is maybe it happens on occasion, but it's extremely rare. I'm personally very opposed to any sort of corporal punishment, any sort of physical punishment in a yeshiva. I just don't think it's good to give you know people that kind of authority. But like that story is a non-issue, and it has nothing to do with secular education. And it's legal, by the way. It is legal. You know, the New York Times is sitting there criticizing corporal punishment. And as I said, my personal belief is 
I don't think it's a good thing, you know, for for a teacher or Rebbe to smack a kid. But it, you know that it's legal. The Times, in their own article, in the story itself, says, "Oh, you know, in in New York State, it is legal in private schools for uh, a teacher to slap a child as punishment." One second. Why are you then using that as a talking point to bash the yeshivas if you're going in the same breath and saying it's legal? So they're literally following the law. Don't blame the yeshivas. Blame the state. The state's the one that's allowing it. I want to read you. Uh, so we'll start with the New York Times. Then we'll get to the actual regulation. I want to read you a couple of excerpts here. These are from two op-eds that were written by two Hasidim who uh, actually have gone through the system. And uh, these Hasidim, I believe, actually do support more more secular education in yeshivas, but still believe that the New York Times put out this vicious, nasty, hate-filled article. So let me read you some quotes here. Quote, the New York Times wrote, the leaders of New York's Hasidic community have built scores of private schools. They drill students relentlessly, sometimes brutally, during hours of religious lessons conducted in Yiddish. It sounds like the Taliban. No? Well, it does. That's exactly what the Times wants you to think. Should I read anything like this on any other community? Uh, I would think so, too. Nevertheless, since being part of this community, thereby getting used to negative media coverage... I learned to look at things differently. I won't go as far as to say the New York Times made up stories. They did not. It most probably has occurred in the in past cases of teachers abusing children. We're not perfect and never will be. However, in my 13 years in a Hasidic school, neither the above nor teachers brutally drilling students was something I ever experienced. The New York Times cherry-picked rare, unfortunate stories, and with that besmirched not only an entire school or community, but most or at least a great percent of Orthodox Jews. Another truth-twisting line from the Times article was about the $1 billion in aid that Hasidic schools benefited from over four years. If you take a closer look at those numbers, you will see a different story. The big billion accounted for no more than $5,500 per student compared to a whopping $100,000 per public school student. So yes, Hasidic Hasidic schools took the 5000 per student to teach Talmud instead of science and drill students relentlessly, sometimes brutally. Yet our precious public schools spent $100,000 uh, to teach gender studies and critical race theory. As a result, the suicide, homicide, and drug rates in our community are virtually zero, while the public schools are at record highs, um, with uh, children occasionally taking AR-15s to wipe out entire classrooms. Never in history has there been a mass shooting at a yeshiva by a Hasidic boy, yet there have been 76 school shootings in New York since 1971, well over 121 actually since 2018. Never has a Hasidic Jew attacked an African-American. Anti-Semitic attacks by the black community are record highs. So that's kind of the... The thrust of that op-ed, he goes on, you know, to a lot more. I just want to read another uh, op-ed here, uh, some excerpts. Quote, New York Times, you know better. Any article that only quotes bitter malcontents as sources obviously has an agenda to paint a certain picture, such as that all Hasidic Jews are poor, depressed, angry, jobless, unemployable, and abused. It's time to get real, spend an entire day in Borough Park, Williamsburg, and Crown Heights among Hasidim who work, daven, and live together besimcha every day. Music is always playing. People are always laughing. Businesses are bustling. People are raising children, supporting families creating a thriving, growing culture in which the social problems of the city pale in comparison. I don't see homeless people in Borough Park. I see a lot of families, children playing, volunteerism. Hasidic neighborhoods are healthy ones. There's a sense of safety that you don't feel in other neighborhoods. They have the lowest uh, rates of drug use and crime. Uh, can we compare these rates with those created by the graduates of public schools? So that's what this is all about, is if you read the New York Times article, you're literally getting, as we'd expect from the Times, we're getting fake News. We're getting their painting a picture based on like four anecdotes, based on four people they interviewed out of tens of thousands of happy people. Parents are happy. Children are happy. Graduates look back 10, 15 years later. Some of them can barely speak English. They're making millions of dollars in business. And uh, could, could there be improvement? We can debate that. But that, that, that has nothing to do with the hate and the anti-Semitism that these 
quote-unquote quote Jews, Jewish reporters, Jewish journalists wrote about in, you know, wrote in the New York Times. Now, let's talk about the actual regulations. Essentially, what they did was they narrowed their target to mostly Hasidish, to, you know, uh, I guess uh, more Haredi yeshivas in general, but mostly Hasidish yeshivas because even a lot of Haredi yeshivas offer a regent's option. Basically, there are exemptions. What they did was Remember, this has been, saga has been going on for four years, and the state, they keep trying to do this. They want to invade and take over yeshiva curriculums, and they want to force them to teach less Gemara, less Limude Kaidish, and teach more secular studies. That's what this is all about, make no mistake. So they tried, and they failed, and part of the reason they failed, they were struck down by a judge, remember, back in 2018 or so, because, or 2019, because they targeted Catholic schools, all private schools, they targeted day schools, and essentially... You know, there was this major, major lawsuit, and the judge said, you are way overstepping your bounds. So now all they've done is they, they, they haven't at all loosened up the restrictions. If anything, they might even have tighter restrictions. Remember, at the time, they had like specific amount of hours that they were going to force them to teach secular studies, etc. Now they've made it more vague, and what they did was they knocked out they, they knocked out any regents that in order to, to be uh, targeted by these new regulations – you cannot be a regent's, uh, a, a regent's yeshiva or a regent's school, a regent's uh, school, a school that offers a regent's diploma, whether it's Catholic school, private school, or yeshivas are automatically exempt. Now, that only applies to high schools, not elementary schools. Now, Hadorm will explain that in a moment. But the point is they've narrowed their target now to, to be non-regent's schools and non-regent's yeshivas. And that was clever of them in a way because now they know there's going to be less of an uproar, right? Uh, but but uh, but at the same time, what what they've done is – Terrifying. It is nothing short of terrifying. They can walk into – if this is passed, if this is implemented, then they'll have like a local authority who can literally shut down a yeshiva and, and there's no specific guidelines. They could just decide that, sorry, there's no equivalency. Are, are they counting Limude Kodesh? Are they counting analytical skills? Are they counting all the skills that they pick up from learning Limude Kodesh for years and from having a very grueling schedule? No, none of that counts. None of those things count toward substantial equivalency. It's whatever the whim is, whatever whatever the personal mood is of the person who happens to be in charge of inspecting that specific yeshiva. That is terrifying. Think about how terrifying that is. So what they did is they kept trying. They kept trying to get shut down. They shot down. They try again. And eventually, you know, they may succeed if they get they get in front of the wrong judge, you know, some woke judge uh, who allows these to get to, to, to be implemented. Then that is pretty terrifying. So. Let me explain. Many, many uh, Litvisha Haredi yeshivas in New York State have some sort of regents program. So those are going to be exempt. Now, some of those are linked to a to a cheder. So sometimes there's a cheder where it's K through 12 and they offer, you know, like in Brooklyn, there's a bunch of those types of yeshivas. So technically, the cheder also then is going to be exempt. But what about all the chadarim? What about all the elementary schools, Litvish? Forget the Hasidish ones. Obviously, Hasidish high schools do not offer a regents diploma. So that's an issue right there for the high schools. You'll tell me, well, many of the Litvish ones, some of the Litvish ones also don't don't offer regents diplomas. That's a big issue. And the, even the ones that do, but what about the Chadarim? What about the Litvish elementary schools? So, and and trust me, by the way, you're going to say, well, what about the day schools? What, you know, what, what about the places that do offer a regents diploma? This is only the first step. They're targeting them too. When those people who think, oh, you know what? They're just trying to get Hasidim. No, trust me. The, the, the people in Albany, the people in New York State who are in favor of these vicious, heinous restrictions. These are people who are anti-Jewish. They're anti-religion. Okay, they like gender studies. They like critical race theory. They like, they want to take over. They want their liberal immorality to be indoctrinated to students. They want the public school system. They want the yeshivas to be forced to teach 
what the public schools are teaching, which is destroying society. Okay, so this is only the first step. This is how it works, right? We know this. First, they try one way, doesn't work, they get shot down. Then they keep trying. Once they get their, their foot in the door, once they now make it that it's okay that we can invade yeshivas and, and, and literally take over the curriculum and dictate the curriculum, not only are they not going to stop, it's only going to empower them more. It's, it's only going to encourage them to keep going even further. So that is point number two here. The, and, and they're threatening jail time. It literally says this in the, uh, if yeshiva gets, uh, labeled non-compliant and a parent sends their kid to the yeshiva anyway, then they can actually put the parent in jail. They could see, now are they going to do this? I don't know. You'll say, well, it's unlikely. Do we know? Look, look at what they, look at what they just did to Mike Lindell, my pillow. They just like the FBI just like literally attacked him. He was at some parking lot buying food. And uh, the the FBI literally just like out of the blue came, found him in a parking lot and uh, and, and took his cell phone away, confiscated his cell phone. And and they're doing this to people, you know, Trump supporters, Trump Trump associates, friends of Trump. The FBI now is just like raiding them left and right, despite having absolutely no basis to do so, just because they're targeting them because they're friends with Trump. They're trying to send a message. So that you know, so would anything surprise you at this point um, from the woke leftist government? Number three, the politicians. Lee Zeldin has come out. Strongly in defense of the issue. How is it that the from community, that the Askanim, how is it that we don't hear a, and I'm not trying to criticize anybody right now. I'm legitimately asking the question. There should be a unanimous amongst the from community. I don't care, Haredi, you know, left, right, any side you're on. If you are a from Jew, if you are a Shemitari Mitzvah, how are you not automatically supporting Zeldin between the crime between the region stuff and told him to be people obviously in New York. You know, I mean, Governor Hochul has been a disaster. You, you, the, the, I, you picture the worst that you could have imagined Hochul being, and she's even worse than that. She refuses to defend the yeshivas. She refuses to fire these woke Soros-backed DAs. She refuses to reform the whole bail, the insane bail situation. Governor Hochul is the worst thing that has ever happened to the Jews of New York on on, on so many levels, and. I'm not saying, you know, some people have endorsed her. Many groups have not. A lot of Jewish groups in general, they try to kind of hedge their bet, right? They say, well, what if Hochul wins? What if Zeldin wins? We'll just kind of lay low. I normally understand that mindset. I'm sorry. Things are so extreme right now. I mean, there are the brutal, the beatings, the attacks, the anti-Semitism, the, the crime issue, the safety issue. And now this with the regents, like, what does Hochul have to do? She's thrown you under the bus. Does she need to go and take take us and literally find a bus somewhere and just throw us under it. That is what she has done. Zeldin, Zeldin, even though he's probably not going to get a lot of Jewish vote, he'll get the from, he'll get a lot of Orthodox Jewish vote, but he's not going to get secular Jews. And yet Zeldin is doing so much more for Jews. And, you know, it's a small, let's be honest, it's a small percentage. I'm sure he wants the money. I'm sure he wants the donations. I'm sure that that's, you know, pretty hefty for him. But like Zeldin is going above and beyond to, to do everything he can to show that he is in solidarity with the from community. And so, yes, they are supporting him, but in a much more toned down kind of way. And there are some uh, from leaders, I believe, who have endorsed Hochul and have supported Hochul and have, uh, you know, kind of become buddy-buddy with her. And to me, that's just unthinkable. And Eric Adams, Eric Adams, he is he has announced that he is going to complete the de Blasio investigation into Yeshiva. So, so Eric Adams now feeling the heat, feeling the pressure. De Blasio, we know he kind of stalled. They were investigating. They were examining different yeshivas to see, you know, what kind of equivalency uh, education they were providing. And uh, de Blasio stalled it. And I give him sort of credit. I can't stand de Blasio. Everybody knows that. But in that sense, you know, he was kind of 
beneficial for our community. But like now Eric Adams says, oh, you know, we're going to complete that investigation. And Eric Adams, he's kind of hedging and he doesn't want to go in one direction or the other. So that's not good. Clearly, once again, an issue that's so vital, so crucial to the from community. And you have the Democrats on the wrong side and Republicans on the right side. And finally, is this legal? In my opinion, it's not legal. But again, it just has to get in front of the, the wrong judge, and this this is going to be allowed to pass. You know, the, number one, they're invading yeshivas. There's a lot of religious freedom issues. You know, we've seen very similar types of cases come before the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court, especially now, generally sides with yeshivas and generally sides with, with private schools because very simply, the, 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 the government has always stayed out of this. The government has no right to intrude uh, when it comes to religious issues. This is clearly a religious issue. In addition, this is clearly they targeted. This is anti-Semitism. It's it's religious discrimination because they're targeting yeshivas. They used every loophole they could to make sure that only yeshivas are targeted. They're, they're, they're saying this. Imagine if they would say, listen, we're, we have new secular education guidelines and we're only doing it to yeshivas. Obviously, that would be pure religious discrimination. It would be struck down in a heartbeat. So what are they doing? They're clever. They're not doing that. They're saying, well, it technically applies to all private schools. It applies to Catholic schools. It applies to secular private schools, non-sectarian as they're called, right? Oh, but by the way, you have this loophole, that loophole. Every single school that is not a yeshiva is automatically exempt from these guidelines, at least for now. They hate religion, so they're going to come for you too. But for now, those are exempt, whether it's the regions, whether it's accreditations. They have like a bunch of loopholes that magically work out that they are only targeting the yeshivas, but that's just coincidental. We have no problem with the yeshivas. Oh, and by the way, there's this major orchestrated effort where the New York Times magically comes out with this bombshell story maligning, you know, the entire Hasidish community the same week of the of the uh, of these regents secular, you know, board of uh, board of regents uh, secular guidelines. But that's just a coincidence. They're not targeting the Jews at all. So, yes, legally speaking, this should be struck down. I hope it will be struck down. But there's a lot of liberal judges in New York. And uh, who knows how it's going to go? Maybe it gets to the Supreme Court. Maybe it doesn't. The saga continues. But it is fascinating to watch, but it is terrifying at the same time. That's going to do it for today, and we will see you next time.